Can I get a... Oh, yeah? <laughs> you, you literally time it perfectly every time to do that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Context Needed Podcast. My name's Kyle, joined with the Hooyah Ryan Trashman. Roving reporter. <laughs> who is, as you can see, situated in a different situation. Yes, I am. Uh, I have had to make an emergency relocation for the time being, and that is all you shall know. <laughs> secret knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my secret button, but it's the button. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a legitimate read. Like, there's yeah, legitimate yeah, there's, reason, there's legit yeah. reasons. It's understandable. It's like Ollie's not able to make it today. Um, he's not. He's not doing very well. He's not feeling very well, so he needs to get some rest. So it's just the two of us again. Um, I was going Trash to. Monkey. Wait, wait, <laughs> so I was going to go with the entire podcast of not bringing attention to the headphones and just make it so it never got brought up but I kind of have to <laughs> <laughs> this because... is why I've got to work with what I've got <laughs> so as you may notice as well Ryan's microphone sounds a bit echoey uh, that's again just working with what we've got at the minute things things have changed so we're going to have to just go with what we do what we have so i actually had something i wanted to open with um apart from my annoyance at trying to find a playstation 5 which has literally, <laughs> literally been my Triggered. entire like what i'd say two weeks now trying to find one yeah, two weeks you've been trying to find one now, and then your your, fa- your face is like, covered by your name. You might want to drop the camera slightly. <laughs> let, me, let me sit up. Let me get me closer for you. <laughs> there we go. That's better. That's better. Um, yeah, I think you got it. Like there was like ten minutes in it. Like you, wo- I watched I was, you I, type a message like ten minutes after that. I think it was gone. literally like eight to ten minutes. Yeah, and it was like mm. just completely missed it by eight to ten minutes because I was on the late shift so I didn't wake up and I I think it was like I think he even said like if I didn't snooze my alarm which is the first you like, got it I would have got up and got it most likely mm-hmm. and it just kind of like he's got his now and I'm still here waiting looking it's annoying because obviously I can only buy it from certain outlets because of the gift cards I get from work I'm just checking the chat and Tom's just like guess what I ordered today now, we don't usually, we don't, yeah we don't usually do um, guest interaction for the podcast but Tom if, if you've got a PlayStation 5 <laughs> we have to ban him I'm sorry Tom we're gonna have to ban you <laughs> this is when he sends he sends us a link and it's just like a washing machine he's like yeah mine's packed up <laughs> no, no he's it's those ones I saw online where it's a PlayStation 2 seller tape to a PlayStation 3. <laughs> I've seen a few of those. So he's just used a nail gun to put them together. Oh, he's, he's definitely got a PlayStation 5 because he's just said I'm going to hate him. I might have to time him out. <laughs> yeah, I think he needs a timeout. Like, can you, like, drain his, um, like, what's the currency? Is it, like, pennies you've pennies, got? Pennies. I have pennies his, on like, my pockets? channel, yeah. Yeah, we need to drain his pockets, you know. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's saving them fine. because I've, I've got a feeling he's saving them because I have recently added um, more rewards on the channel, fun- mm. things that people have been asking for. So people were asking for like um, using channel points to pay for VIP status and using channel points to pay for uh, mod for a day kind of thing. So I was like, you know what? Mm. Screw it. 
I'll, I'll do it. So now it's like you can pay to have VIP status and you can pay, I think it's 10K to be a mod for a day. But I've, the reasoning I've put it so high is because I don't want someone random coming in, watching the stream for and a day or two, getting mod for a day mm-hmm. and abusing the power. And it even says like yeah. in when you gain the reward, it's like you get it for the rest of that specific stream. So that day, say if I'm streaming for three day, three hours and you should get it in the first 10 minutes, you've got it for that stream. But if you abuse your power, you can be damn straight, you'll get timed out from the chat and you'll get your mod mod stats yeah, removed right. kind of thing. I mean, I don't, who else is mod on next? I know I'm mod, but I'm never you're, on. You're, you're mod mainly because you would jump in every now and then and help out. I think Becky's mm. mod because she's always, always in the chat mm. kind of thing. He didn't order a PS5, he ordered two. He's a scalper. He's he's that kind of guy. <laughs> well, moving on from the PlayStation 5s and the channel points and all that kind of stuff, I did actually... I, I remembered last night some funny stories from when I've been to hospitals. So I've had to go a few times in, I'd say, the past handful of years. Um... <laughs> Oh, funnily enough, I'm, I'm already thinking about you calling us the other day. <laughs> well, it's all for the the earliest one, which is probably the 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 funniest one. Now I look back at it, story wise, for going to hospital was I basically I got like it, I think it was like an ear infection, really mm. really bad, and I was like it was literally the day before Christmas Eve, and I was taking my painkillers. I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital. I really don't want to go to hospital. It was like pain in the ass to get there where I lived because I was in the city centre of Derby. I didn't drive. I could not be asked to walk to the hospital. So it was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep taking these painkillers and try and go to sleep. Gets to like 8 o'clock at night. Take the last load of painkillers. 9 o'clock at night. Like, screw it. I'll try and get to sleep. I've got an early shift tomorrow. Mm. Nah. No sleep's happening. I'm just like uh, ear infections or all this kind of thing, like in pain, and then the painkillers completely wear off by eleven o'clock, and it's by that point I'm pretty much just writhing in pain, and I'm trying to like just sleep, and it's I think after two hours of doing that, I was like, "Fuck this! I've got no painkillers, I've got no no kind of relief, I've got some clothes on." I went down the road and jumped in a taxi and went to the hospital. Bear in mind it's one a.m. Christmas Eve by this point. Derby. Mm. In Derby. Oh, I can already imagine it. <laughs> so I get to the the hospital. And I sit, like, tell them why I'm here. So, oh, it'll just be nurses that you'll need, need looking at you and they can give you some painkillers and you should be on your way. That's fine. I literally just need some painkillers, pretty much, but nowhere, nowhere's open to get them. Yeah. So I sit down. And bear in mind, I'm sat, I sat at the back with my hood up. And I'm just, like, kind of, like, I'm full-on white knuckle because I'm in that much pain. And I'm just sat there, like, just white knuckle, just trying to, like, get through it. And it was quiet in the hospital. Like, it wasn't, like, filled with people from drinking row. It was really quiet. But there was this one... I'm going to call him fake gangster. He was... He was a white boy. No, no, he wasn't a white boy. He was of... um, He looked of, like, Asian-Indian-style descent. Oh, yeah, they're just as bad. But he was was full-on, like, fake gangster-style. Trousers um, around his ankles. Yeah, and he was he was he'd gone like back and forth from the entrance inside, then outside, then inside. And every time he's like staring me down as he walks. 
But I'm I'm already like white knuckle. I'm at this point. I don't give a fuck. At this point, I'm just in pain. Mm. And then like he gets escorted out by the fucking security. Then he goes back in. And then when he like walks past back again, he, still staring at me. Eventually, like says something to me. I can't hear him because I've got a fucking ear infection. <laughs> I'm just I just stare at him and I'm like not moving, not doing anything. And he um he like started to walk over to me, started saying more stuff. And he's and I'm like if he if he keeps moving towards me and he kept to move towards and I literally just said to him, Don't fucking come near me. He stopped, like gave me this dirty look, started saying stuff again, I can't quite hear what he's saying properly. And he said to me and I just said, Don't fucking come near me. Don't take a step near me. And it, I, all all I remember hearing as he was walking away, because he shouted this I think he called me some kind of Jew or something and then walked into the hospital again even though he'd came that way and then the the security again kicked him out and this time I think he actually fully left but I just had no fucking clue as to what happened in that situation like why did he call me a Jew why did he keep eyeballing me why did he walk over like he was trying to fight me (laughs) he's just like what is what are you going to do? He's like, these people are just going to sit there at times and like, they just try to start fights with you. Like, I can't remember, like, what's that? There was that kid on the, the tram. Honestly, oh, the tram I was like, I was, I was ready to die. I was ready to take a knife. <laughs> with, with a big man, I carry guns, I carry knives. I think that was, that was been brought up in, that's been brought up in so many because it's such a good one. I think with that... Like, with, honest to God. I think with that hospital one, I think it was literally after he got kicked out, I think it was maybe 10 more minutes. I then got shown into the nurse's office. Mm. <laughs> she fucking. She was like, oh, so what's the issue? I explained the thing I got an ear infection, I'm in absolute pain. I feel like I think I just need to get some like painkillers so I can bugger off and get out of you guys' hair. Oh, why don't you go out and buy some then? It's 1.30 in the morning on Christmas Eve. You tell me where I can buy painkillers, I'll fucking go and buy painkillers. And she was like, wait, what is. Oh god, yeah, it is. Sorry, I've lost. I lost complete track of time, and I was like, "That's fair enough." But I'm not in the mood right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had an, an ear infection once, and it was oof. The, the only thing that's been worse than an, the ear infection I had was my. Uh, I had an infection on my. Um, PP. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> on the because um, I came my. Um, Wisdom teeth came out really early, like my oh, yeah, dentist was like, "Yo, you're like, really like early compared to most people." And I got an infection on it, and I was just there like popping paracetamol and ibuprofen like every two hours. And my mum goes, like, she sees this little like, I have an ibuprofen then, then I have a t- thingy like, and I got it set out so I knew what I was going to be doing tomorrow, yeah. like the next day when I go. She's like, "Are you seriously doing this?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "You need to go to the dentist," and I'm like, "No, no, no, it's fine. It'll it'll go." So I'm like, whatever. She, she go. goes, I'm calling the dentist. She's like, I'm calling this because I'm sat there at work, like, fucking dying. I'm like, yeah. Ah, I'll well, that, talk properly on the phone. That was me with that dry. It was me with that dry socket. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling yeah, that dry socket it's, is, it, it's it's on probably about the same level of pain as infection. But obviously, the dry socket does go much easier than an infection. Mm-hmm. The only worry they had with my dry socket was if it gets infected. It's like, yeah, we really don't want this to infect because if it does, it's like a dry socket plus an infection it's like I'd be done (laughs) yeah they were like the dentist was like right here you go go across the road to the uh, 
pharmacy pharmacist pharmacy and get the antibiotics so literally like within 10 minutes i'm back over and i get some yeah. Antibiotics. I bet they, they probably gave you some like amoxicillin or something, just some like kind of penicillin style I think stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amo- so amoxicillin is just... the most common one I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So that just basically just did the job, got rid of it. But he goes, if it happens again, you're gonna have to have the two fat. And I'm like, I hate, I hate dentists. Yeah, I mean, I it them. it sucks having teeth removed, but I mean, I've had four removed now, so it's like the worst part is the needle for me with dentists I'm not a big, I... I used to have a massive fear of needles as a kid and I've got a feeling even now even though I can look at the needle I can watch the needle injecting people and all that kind of stuff you can't do it yourself no it's like I can't watch it injecting myself um, but it's not that that gets me like I know it has to happen and I understand that whatever the pain's the pain kind of thing the thing that it always has like a weird effect on me a lot of the time where um, after an injection, luckily not in my mouth so much anymore, but after like an injection for say like local anesthetic, which funnily enough doesn't work on me anyway, um, I get like heat flushes, like I'm going to throw up. And I think mm-hmm. that's because that fear is still somewhere in my subconscious and I'm just kind of like moving it away to the side kind of thing. So I just don't well, think I'll ever escape that. Have I ever told you about the time I had to go and have some fillings and like they tried it with just the standard like, uh, numbing that they do yeah and they're like i can still feel pain here this is not numbed like in any yeah. way i said like look you're gonna have to do some outside and there was also, i was a young kid i was still in secondary school so they sent us to um the place in long and you know the one behind near asda in the police station yeah like the health center yeah they sent us there so i went there and they gave me laughing gas mate fuck me that that just I, it it I've, sent I've, me to a different dimension. It was, was awful. I hated I've, it. I've not had laughing gas before, but I've had um, um, oxygen, the air yeah. and oxygen thing. Because I had that, funny enough, on one of the other stories I was going to say about going to hospital kind of thing. Because I, I um, but yeah, with the with the dentist kind of scenario, I I had the same thing where the local anaesthetic it will work in like the frontal areas of the mouth. Like, if they was doing, like, these bits here for, like, yeah. fillings and stuff, it's fine. But as soon as they get further it's back... when it gets to the back. It doesn't... Yeah. It, the local anesthetic and that's doesn't where you, that's where you get most of your fillings. Yeah. So that was where I was having them. Well, I, like, they, and they I've not had to... fillings before, because I got, like, the best teeth out of my family. Yeah. And, like, my sister had had multiple fillings, and she was younger than me, because she didn't clean her teeth, and she still doesn't properly to this day. <laughs> uh, and... But uh, she's getting better. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like the gas. Like my, imagine you sat there, like you know, when something kind of like you see the images and they're on about like weight and galaxy and like black holes, and it's like everything goes in on itself like that. That's how it, it like felt. Like everything I was looking at just kind of like started seeping into my head. Yeah, and I was like, I lost my shit. I was like, nah, <laughs> this ain't yeah. this ain't you a good a, feeling. You had a bad trip, man. You had a bad I trip. Did, I, did. <laughs> I was like. If this is what laughing gas does to me, imagine me on fucking anything else. I'd be like in a different. I've, I've, I've got a feeling laughing gas is probably much heavier than having like anything like weed or things like. Yeah, well, no, I've, I've had weed before. Weed's like. See, I, 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 I've, I've done, I did weed back in like um, university and stuff, and just like It wasn't. It wasn't even like I was a proper stoner. It was more just like. Mm. 
I did it because I wanted to try it because I had friends that were doing it and they they raved about it and uh, everyone was talking about it. it was like you know what I'm not this isn't about a peer pressure thing let let me see what this big thing is all about and I the first time I ever had it I wasn't smoking at the time like at all so mm. usually you'd mix it with tobacco um, and yeah. that way then it wouldn't be like so strong but I literally said I'm not taking any tobacco at the minute because the, the girl I was with at the time hated Doesn't smoking so it was like okay well I'll just we made a homemade bong um, and it was fucking hilarious because we went to the Sainsbury's this little Sainsbury's shop it's actually down the road from where I uh, train kickboxing and boxing funnily enough went to this little Sainsbury's shop we picked up like a fucking a couple of like bottles of like coke but then a can of coke as well Mm. and then snacks and a packet of pens (laughs) and like we put all this we put all this stuff on the side start bringing it up and the guy just looks at us it's straight up he always instantly knows these guys these guys are making a fucking bong and it was like it was it was the guy who there's a guy a friend of mine who lives in America now Um, he's the one that made it and did the thing did it all properly passed it along nothing happened did another few bits nothing happened and it was like right I'm a bigger guy I'm taking not massive like I don't know what they call it like Mm. breaths or whatever so I was like okay well I'm a bigger hit hit, I'm guessing it's a hit yeah I'm so out of touch with it now kind of thing um, no, so I was like, okay. their drugs. <laughs> so I was only doing like like average sized hits for yeah. what I could probably take in breath wise. Nothing was happening, and then it was like, okay, well I'll do I'll do a big one. Did a big one, passed it off. Nothing was happening. So I just said to my friend, like, look, it might be delayed for me, so I'll do one more big one, and then I'll wait. <laughs> Did the big one. By this point, my close friend who I'm still very close friends with um, he, he he took one, passed it off and then just rolled onto his side and was like I'm okay now, and just stayed on his side <laughs> for the rest of the night kind of thing and then I did my big one passed it over to the guy uh, who lives lives away from us now and that last one was literally it was like, you take the last bit, took the breath in and as I left it let it hold there for a sec, that's when it was like it was like you think the um, slow motion sound from like the Max Payne games. You know, it goes. <laughs> That's what my body felt like after I took that moment. I took that, passed it on. It did that. It literally felt like that sound affected me, and then I just leaned, leant back and I was like, "Okay, I understand why people are like this now." But then, whereas other people like roll over and just like have their own moment, me and this other guy I couldn't stop talking while I was taking the stuff it made me it just wouldn't stop but my friend who made the bong got got the giggles (laughs) so it's just three guys in this middle of this fucking field one of them rolled over in the field position just all comfy and happy me not shutting the fuck up and this other guy laughing at everything I'm saying even though none of it's funny (laughs) I um my first time was it was like I, I like a lot of people did it when they were like at secondary school and at uni but like younger and stuff but it wasn't yeah. until like five years ago Comic yeah. Con now 
I have a, I had a friend who live, used to live in the Netherlands, so you can expect she she comes over, she brings the good kush, like yeah. properly. And honestly, I was like, mm, this is like it felt nice. It didn't stink. It was like, it was, you know, it was good. Like for me, it didn't really affect me. Like just smoking the joint, I was just like, don't really do anything for me. So I was like, whatever. And then we went over to. Um, a bunch of the other guys at Comic-Con and Comic-Con being Comic-Con it is always, there's always a fucking massive presence of weed smoking. Oh yeah. Which is like they just need to legalise it at this point. They're, they're wasting time. I mean the amount of money you can get from taxing it. Yeah, this thing, we've, we've spoke about it many times before mm. and it's like, there's nothing inherently wrong with, with weed. I personally don't do it anymore. I don't have mm. any qualms with people who do it. The only the only time it bothers me is sometimes the smell of it can be very pungent, so I'd understand why they wouldn't. Stuff, well, no, even 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 good stuff um, has can have a very pungent smell. It depends on many factors of the actual variant that you get, from what I remember looking mm. into. But like, there's, I can understand with that you'd want to it not be allowed in public areas like not allowed in like town centers or public parks or things like that i'd understand not allowing it in those kinds of areas but that also says the same thing to me as smoking we shouldn't be allowed to smoke yeah like tobacco is just as bad yeah like there should be little smokers huts in my opinion in places like nottingham city center where it's like you smoke in the smokers hut that way then you're not breathing secondhand smoke to other people this is yeah yeah this is coming from me someone who likes to smoke i don't smoke currently but i like to have a cigarette i like the taste of them i if i if the health benefits if there were no health degrading like degradation from smoking i would probably be a full-time smoker i must admit like when i did smoke i was like this kind of just feel like i get the idea of like and how i understand how people sit there and think oh this looks cool I mean, I do, I do then watch like Cowboy Bebop and I can sit there and be like, I mean, these people are smoking a fucking like fag every every second. Yeah. And it's just like, cooler, cooler than cool. And you're like, yeah, this is great. See, for me, it was, it was never even like, there was no peer pressure for me. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone seems to think like some of the stuff I've done was down to peer pressure. It was like, no, I decided off my own back that I wanted to do that. I couldn't care less what the others thought. And I wanted to try smoking because... Loads of other people in my family smoked at the time as well, and they liked it. And I smelt, I smelt the secondhand smoke from it, and I liked the smell, so I wanted to try it. But that's like even coming from me, who likes smoking, I completely agree that in in busy built-up areas like city centres, it should be treated the same way as it is in Japan, in that there'd be smoke shelters, and you go to the smoke mm. shelter and smoke, or smoking zones where you like yeah. go. Like they have I mean, they have loads of little rooms in Japan where it's literally a smoking room and an you can go into the room. room. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just vents it all out and filters it straight away, kind of thing. Mm. And that would that would be great because one, it would stop all the fag nubs being on the floor because there'd be fag bins in those areas, and mm. that's that's I, f- I hate it so much how many fag nubs are on the floor. Even even when I smoke, the only, the worst I'll do when I'm getting rid of a fag nub is if there's literally nothing near me. I'll stub it out and I'll put it down the drain because at mm. least then it's not on the street but even that I know is bad and I don't like it's doing bad, it yeah. but at yeah. least it's not I mean, on the street you're never going to win like in these kind of situations where you're trying with like it's a case of us just kind of giving the, the idea of this perfect world yeah because it's like um, 
It's like the the big fat ball they had in London in the in the sewers. It's like oh, the, the fact um, that like, what was it called? It was called like the it was like how big was it? You Google because otherwise I'm gonna like deafen everybody. Oh uh, yeah, what was it? what was it? It was in the sewers, wasn't it? It was in the sewers. It was like the fat. It was the big Fatberg. The Fatberg. That was it. Yes, it was. It was called the Fatberg. How big was it again? Let's have a look. It was the weight of a bungalow? Oh, like man, it's just the the absolute idiocy of people. In like, well, a lot of the a lot of the stuff from that, a lot of the stuff from that is people flushing stuff down toilets they shouldn't do. And the biggest, biggest culprit is wet wipes and yeah. flushable wipes that are not flushable. It's like we we have baby wipes in the house because baby wipes are fucking amazing at cleaning up little spills and little things. Baby wipes are a godsend and every house should have baby wipes. Baby wipes on the ass are perfect. Yes. I was going to say it. But we shouldn't flush them. And no. whenever I use them, I don't flush them. I put them in the bin. I used mm. to flush them, but now I put them in the bin. And it sucks because if you do say use them to finish off a wipe after you've been for a dump, your your instinct is to throw it down the toilet like everything else, and we really shouldn't because they're not flushable. As much as they like to you say mean, they are, I the, like what because you can get the biodegradable ones. What the uh, the ideal thing is is you have like a um, a biodegraded toilet where it just basically all falls into a certain tank in your property and it biodegrades there. And then you can use it for um, compost and manure, like if you've got a big garden. Yeah. But that's that would like, work, that would live, work you, out in the countryside. That would be great for out in the countryside. You could, there, there must be a way you could rework it, though, to work in a more built-up area where, like... But imagine imagine it, the work a, on that, because it's all underground. The work that would be involved it'd in be, that. It'd be a hell of a job, yeah. yeah. And it, it, wouldn't, job. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't be something that could be done nice and quick. Like, it would be... You'd basically oh, be turning off time. everyone's sewage for a long period mm. of time which would be impossible yeah. to do it'd be something you do in new builds you design it and yeah. plan it all and you do a set of new builds and you go right we're going to test this thing because you could have it all get like if you can work out and set up a system which separates it because you have to separate obviously your fluids from your solids because of because otherwise the obviously the when you mix we and poo that's when you get the smell yeah and then um is it the acid? The chemicals and stuff from your urine mixing with the um the chemicals. And that's, and stuff that's why you'll find with feces. animals like like obviously like cow shit and horse shit stinks, but it's not nearly as bad as what human shit smells like because they go to the toilet in different zones. They'll go areas. to one place, they go to the, and have like a piss, and then they'll shit in another corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was watching. I way back when I watched uh, "It's Not Easy Being Green" with Dick Strawbridge in it, and uh, in that he they build a they have a house down in Cornwall and they make it completely um, like nearly self completely self sufficient. Yeah, and they build an outdoor composting toilet and they make it so like there's like a there's like a slide like kind of deal like it's a hole and there's like a slide where you piss onto <laughs> and, the and then behind it is where your dump just, goes just the drop, yeah. yeah i and think then i've he, seen he, that he, design yeah yeah and he's making like loads of compost for his garden and stuff and i think that would be very very um just it would you, be 
you've just reminded me of that self-sufficient house. I remember reading about something like a self-sufficient house, and mm. I remember thinking it, it really annoyed me, not because of the house, but because of the way the government dealt with it. So this house mm-hmm. was completely off the grid. They had mm. no connection to outer water lines, no connection to power lines. Literally everything was self-sufficient in this house. All their water was from a well that they had in their house. Everything was completely self-sufficient. They grew all of their food. Um, I think they had to go to the shops for like certain amenities, kind of thing. Yeah, but mm, the definitely you're, gonna, you're never going to be a hundred percent like unless you're super serious about it and you've got yeah. bare time to do it. Yeah, but they um, so they tried to say, well, we don't need to pay council tax because we don't use bins. We use if you're not using them, we literally use nothing from the the local council, nothing at all. So we shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to pay council tax, and I agree with that. They shouldn't have to pay council tax. National insurance, national insurance, which is what goes into the NHS anyway. So yeah, and that they should have to pay that because everyone pays your national. Everyone pays the uh, the national insurance because that's for your NHS, that's for your fire brigade, and that also pays for uh, policing as well. I think from where I remember. Policing as well. Part of policing. I know. I do know a little bit of council tax goes to policing, but not. I don't know how much. It depends. I I really don't know. But they they literally were trying to explain how like we literally use nothing from the local council so we shouldn't have to pay council tax because well if they're not using any of it why why would they pay? and like the count i think the council tried to pull the whole thing of well you're using land on land that we run so we have to make sure that you pay council tax in case you need our support for looking after your land and they're like we are self-sufficient and we run the land ourselves we own the land yeah. and if we needed your help, we've made a serious mistake, in which case, fair enough, we'll pay. But we've been doing this for a year and been self-sufficient without you for a year, so why do we need to pay? <laughs> I think, like, yeah, maybe having some sort of pay, like, where you're going to pay for summer, but then just having it, like, dropped and, like, lowered. Because, I mean, if you're not having the bins, you're not getting the bins collected, boom. The bin men don't have to drive out to them. Yeah. And if they live in the middle of nowhere, which what it sounds like, with them being self-sufficient, they probably do. That's a mm. massive journey probably taken off of the docket. That's fuel saved. That's CO2 emissions and carbon footprints completely dropped there in that manner of them driving out there, unless they've got to go to like another house next door to them or something. Which is yeah. like. But then even then, it's like, well, does it really matter that they're not getting anything from them? Because they're still going to have to make the trip for that other fact, like that other house. Um, yeah. So it's like, well, that doesn't really matter in the end. I think, really, they should. The government should give you money. It's like because you can get solar panels, and they'll pay you to have the solar panels because you I really want solar feed panels. Back into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating how much I want solar panels, and I don't think um, because obviously it's it's my father-in-law that owns a house. You've got um, to be a certain. You've got to be facing. Your roof's got to be. Oh, it is east facing. Or the, the, so this is the back of the house. This wall here is the back yeah. of the house. In summer, the back of this house is sunlocked. It's this is the best house I've ever lived mm. in for sun because it literally you can be out there till ten at night and still have sun it's at times. Yeah, because of, especially on like the solstice days where it's the longest days we get sun ridiculously late now that's why when I moved here it was like when it's summer I want to invite my friends around for barbecues and stuff because I've never had a garden this good for the sun 
and we can mm. stay outside in the sun for much longer than when you do it at other houses where it's like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, sun's gone in now or it's gone behind the house. It's yeah, getting cold we, we and you go inside. Quite bad. Yeah, we lose the sun quite bad in our garden because the way it's shaped, it's like an L. Yeah. So you've got our house and you've got our little extension as well and you've got it coming around here. So you can maneuver around the garden because you can get the best bit in the way my parents designed the garden is we've got like a little um, like plant area with a little seat made out of pallet wood, which yeah. is really nice. That at the end of the day, when the sun's just coming down, it hits that, and yeah. it's just lovely to go and sit out there, you know, and you know have an ice cream or whatever. And barbecues are lovely out there as well. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like, I think they should be just we should just be looking to have more solar panels on everybody's houses. Yeah, like if you if you are on a house which is viable to have solar panel, you should have them. Oh yeah, and it should and be I'll- a case of you paying for them. It should be a government scheme. Yes, yeah. they do. Where they just put them on houses because if you put solar panels on every single house, think about the, how much input you're going to have extra. Well, it's it's, it's already like much better than having a solar farm because mm. it's covering entire constituencies. Yeah, and I think I, I, re- I really want them because my my electric bill was fucking horrendous at times because obviously mm. now I'm working from home, especially I have. I have systems you can, that stay you can get, up. You can get a tax thing for that. Yeah. I might have to you look into doing that. So, it, honestly. It's not it's much, like, but it's It's, like it's something. But yeah, because it's mm. like, I have systems on in this house that stay on. Like, they, they don't turn off. So it's like, obviously the routers, mm. they stay on because you I'll know, have things running. My NAS drive stays on because otherwise it fucking screams bloody murder through emails at me. But mm. I keep that on because of backups and things like that yeah. my computer will be on overnight a couple of days a week at a time um, like I know for a fact from today that computer will probably be staying on until either Sunday night or Monday morning because yeah. as soon as this podcast is done I go, I edit, I get the renders done, I'll then upload the audio one tonight I'll then have the video render going tonight and then tomorrow, sometimes I don't get to my PC later on at night, until later on at night. So it's like, well, I'm playing games on it at the minute. I don't want to upload something while I'm playing games because it will ruin my connection. So then I'll yeah. run the upload overnight on Sunday and turn it off on Monday morning. Yeah. So it's like those systems just stay on for me. So my, my bill gets horrendous at times. And yeah, I understand there's things I can do, and we, we do. We'll I don't leave lights on. And all my boobs, nice. all my boobs are LEDs. Like I yeah, straight up replaced that. replaced all of them at LEDs. The only lights that stay on like long term in this house are these lamps that we've got. So I've got like I've got like that one there, which Ooh. is blind in the yeah. camera there. But that's one that's a new one that I attached to my desk for like the light for the show and lighting for the show and for like mm. my when I'm working here, it helps light up my area and my workspace. But I've got two similar ones like that, like Pixar lamps that I got from my old mm. workplace. That I just mm. replace the bulbs in to be LED bulbs. LEDs. Ones in the bedroom, ones I've, downstairs in the living room, and they stay on loads because they they're literally like pennies to, to run. Yeah, honestly, like I've got an LED in my, uh, I've got like a bedside lamp, and getting the LED for it was the best shout I've ever made. Yeah, I'm fucking sick of changing light bulbs all the time. And it had it's not like a white light either. It's got the glow of a like yeah, a normal. The, you got the bulb. warm, the warm orange, yeah. Mm. So I go but with in my room, that's the that'll stay on all day, but it's an LED. Yeah, but, and it's like fine. I leave it on because 
it's England and we have really dreary days. Yeah. When you have those really dreary days, I'm just like, I want a, a little, little bit of a, like a golden glow, like yeah. a light, nice light. To- See, this this one in this room, um, because obviously there's different gradings, you've got the cold and the warm based off of the lights. Mm. There's brilliant white, which is the middle on the LEDs, and yeah. that's literally pure white, and I hate that one. It's way too mm. white. That it does one, your eyes. Yeah, yes. that one I think is literally one over into the warm scale so it's predominantly mm. white but it has a slight tint ever so slightly not a lot but ever so slightly to take it away from brilliant white and that's why it works good for the lighting in the show it helps with the lighting here the downstairs ones we have them there more like i think three or four grades into the warm light so they look like how those lamps originally looked with their old bulbs but the LEDs instead and I think the difference was crazy that I think the the worst culprits we had in this house for lights was the kitchen lights mm. um, and they got replaced um, just before we had the kitchen done and I can't remember the name of the lights but they were um, they were big ass bulbs basically and they were 140 watt each and there was four of them mm. and you couldn't split it it was either they were all on, no, they were all they were off. All on, all off. And that kitchen light, if you left it on by accident for like a day, the room heated up because the lights were fucking red hot because Boy, of how much wattage yeah. there were. And your bill went through the roof because it was literally like, well, there was four lights at 140 watts. It's 400, 480, that's 560 watts mm. for, for, for one light switch. Awful. Like, <laughs> we like. I try. I, I turn all lights off now. I used to be there. Like when I was on my own. Like if my parents would go away and it'd just be me in the house, I'd leave like a, a, a kit my kitchen like under worktop lights on, just so there was like a light downstairs. You know, so if I had to go downstairs for any reason, I wasn't yeah. fumbling about in the dark. But yeah. I don't worry about that too much now because I've just got my torch and if there is any yeah. bugger trying to break in, I'd blind the bastard. Yeah. yeah. It helps with us both having like 1,600, 1,700 lumen torches. <laughs> <laughs> I've not actually got it with me and I'm a little bit like, oh, I kind of wish I got that now. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't have left the house without mine. Yeah, I, I just, I grabbed a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, genu- like, I genuinely, especially with, like we said, with dodgy mm. people and one that I literally can't be without mine now it's like if I'm going mm. out I have to have it re- uh, well, recently it ran out of battery and I was struggling to get in it charging um, it was yeah. just struggling to, like the charge just wasn't kicking in and I had to do the, do the dog walk without my torch and I was like don't like this don't like don't being like without this. it it felt, yeah. felt like I was missing something you know what I mean yeah I, one thing I do that does annoy me is like we've got some neighbours behind us and like Fair enough if you've got like a reactive, like a sensor light that picks up movement. Yeah. Not a problem. Two of them behind an IAS, like directly behind, one of them directly behind me, where my, my room is. And they've got a light on all night. Yeah. Every night. It's like, you are not going outside. This light turns off. I know it does because it turns off in the day. I can just turn it off. I've got it on a timer. Because you're not going there. It's so irritating because we've we've, we've got one of those floodlights. Yeah, even with blackout curtains, it bleeds through like in the gaps. And I'm just like, I can't get to sleep because it just feels like I've got blooming spotlights going into my room. It's awful. 
right. See, that's where they've they've angled it wrong. It shouldn't. Mm. I'm sure there's a law against having it angled in a way that well, it can bleed into other people's buildings. It's it's not even like that. It's literally. It's not like a, a spotlight of such. It's literally just an outdoor light. Yes, yeah, it's just always on. Yeah, but it just needs. Honestly, I was so tempted. Whilst I still had a uh, air rifle, I was so tempted just to hang out my window one night and to shoot it, blow the ball. <laughs> yeah, those. I'm out. sure. I'm sure there is a law with those lights because they're directional. Um, mm. We've got one literally out out here, and it points at our back door, but it has to be directed mm. downwards so it doesn't bleed into the neighbours' windows. Because yeah, you're day, quite close. You can, as well, like you, you can put a complaint into the council. And they can fine you for it. I'm sure they can because it's 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 this, like you this, said it can bleed into your room and cause you struggle with sleep and all that kind of nonsense. This actually reminds me of an email when I was at the council when I worked at the council. Somebody goes to me, I need you to try and recover an email. It's gone into like a spam filter. I go, okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking through this thing and I noticed this one email. I'm like. I glanced over it and I think, no, it was the one they were asking me to get actually. So I check it. Obviously I've got to check it and make sure it's safe. Yeah. And then Ma- check it to make sure it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't remember any of the names of the people on it. So the security wise, like, it's, it's the, it was the, it was how it was written. Yeah. It was an Australian who had moved over to the UK. Honest to God, the funniest shit I've ever read. He's on about like, <laughs> his neighbours across the street had complained that he'd gone over to their house unplugged, like taken the bulb out of their spotlight which was shining in his front roof put it through the letterbox (laughs) (laughs) but he's still looking at like you write like in the response because obviously the council have contacted him going like look you can't do this and he responds and he's like (laughs) I had to do a, uh, I had to do a somersault into the front garden, and I felt like I was running up the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> Spotlights on it, so I felt like it was me day. So I had to fight off a feral raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all this stuff he says, but he's like, or because he took the bulb back. I think he'd already said to them, like, look, change yeah. your bulb because it's coming into the, my house. And it's too yeah, bright. It's not, it's not even change the bulb. They just have to change. It. You literally just have to change the angle because it's it's literally a floodlight design, designed to flood in a specific angle. And if you've got it angled up, you are just blaring light in that direction and not where it's meant to be. Well, with, uh, with our house on our garage, we've got one that's like only a tiny one and it's literally just a case of if you go near our cars, the light turns turn on. off. Yeah, same with that. And as soon as you come through the back gate, really. when, you, when you come through the back gate and you walk across it will turn on the light. And like you said, it's a deterrent mm. because light makes most dumb criminals makes it visible. jump and like go shit mm. kind of thing. But it was mm. like with that, with the like light situation, I was, you just reminded me of actually the, um, the old neighbor that used to live next door to us who mm. was full on prick. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. And I don't even care if he finds this podcast, I need him to understand he was a full on prick. And he, um, there you go, neighbor. You're a prick. Well, he, um, he, he set up a ring camera. Um, so you've seen, you've seen my house. Yeah. Obviously, we've got the driveway. It's a dual driveway. One's for our side. One's for his. Um, and then it's a dual garage, connected garage, with the garage doors. And he put a camera in the middle top of his garage door. Now, if 
you was going to be doing it, you'd set up the camera so the camera is able to see your driveway, your but also the entryway of your house, seen as they're wide-angle cameras. They're very able to pick up everything you need. And then you'd make it so it was limiting the view for the rest of the street because that's privacy. That's a that's breach of privacy and is technically illegal. Mm. And you'd also do the legal thing and turn the sound off because you are not legally allowed to record audio from your CCTV if it's going into a public space. You're not allowed. It's illegal. You have to have, I think, a license or signage or something up there kind of thing. Mm. If it's interior... Yeah, I think if it's interior, you're allowed to have audio recording, from what I remember, but I could be wrong. I'd need to check the laws on that. Yeah. No, he didn't have it set up that way. He had it set up just like the, like he was trying to make it be perfectly looking straight down the um, the driveway, which was meaning it wasn't even seeing his door or his, or his gate. It just saw a bit of his garden, but it saw my door and my walkway and my driveway but also every other fucking entryway down the rest of the street was caught in this camera the only reason I found out that he could see this is because he came round one day knocked on the door and he was saying oh um I know Be- I know your partner teaches and whatnot. And as soon as I saw him, I'm thinking, "Great, what's this prick going to say to me now?" But I was being courteous <laughs> because I I tried to be because he lived there. Um, and he was like, "Oh, I just wonder because it was uh, one of I think it's one of our students' parents or something." Just kept on walking up and down our driveway and whatnot. And I was like, "Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't see it. I would have said something if I did." Uh, usually they just walk off and go for a walk around the sidings. I didn't know they would stick around. He's like, "Yeah, yeah just like." I saw it on my CCTV. I was like, oh, well, can you send me that CCTV and I'll show it to Becky and then she can find out which parent it is and let them know not to do it again for you just so that way then it's not happening. He was like, yeah, it's fine. It's just because the, the daughter like ran up to the door and stuff. I was like, oh, well, if it's a young kid, there's only so much you can do, but I'll still give it her and let her know because then she can let the parent know and we'll try and mitigate this for you. He went, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, have you got an email? So I gave him my email. He sent me the video over. And I saw the video, and then I saw what the CCTV footage was actually viewing, and then I saw it was also audio. And it was at that point, it was like, he's kind of fucking dug his own grave at this point now, because he's illegal in so many ways on this. So, Becky had to notify all her parents. We didn't know how long this camera's been there. This camera's watching all of her students walk up our driveway to go into the lessons. All of the minors... She's. I'm, I'm getting the word. I'm, I'm, it's coming to me. Nonce. <laughs> but that was as soon as we saw that. I literally said, "We need, we need to let all the all the students' parents know. We we can't not. It's our You've obligation to. to to let them know, and so we can let him know to move the camera if needs be, because." We don't Just know what he's doing with the footage. Privacy. It's major yeah. privacy. And like I said straight away as soon as I heard it had audio I went well he's already broken a law there because you are not allowed audio the only reason I know this is from work in security where we wasn't allowed audio and we then we showed it obviously to because we were friends with some of the other neighbours showed it to them it was like we're obligated to show you because your land is being shown and they didn't like him anyway and they were pissed they were really pissed because it was showing their driveway and their entryway better than his entryway and driveway so it got to the point where it was like well we're going to have to get the police involved 
You've went, got to. Went, went to the council, went and got like local police, gave them the footage. We we I think we gave them a letter or something, basically saying like, "Thank you for letting us know about the person. We've spoken to them. We need to let you know. You you need to move your camera and also remove the sound. The sound is illegal, and also you are picking up private parts of people's houses, which is not allowed." if you don't move this, we are going to have to get the police involved. He didn't move it, so we got the police involved. They got the footage. I think they went around and basically had a word with him. I think like the next day, the camera got moved, so rather than being like straight down the centre, it went off to the side, turned in, and was looking at his stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if I left the sound on. But it's yeah. just like, I just remember seeing that shit, and I was like, bruh, you can't do that shit. You can't. <laughs> I'd, I'd make a point to just say very loudly every time I went past the camera, Nonce vibes. Nonce vibes. It's all I'm oh, getting. Oh, as, as soon as I knew he was recording audio, I'd literally like get out of the car and like he's just being a bit of a prick, isn't he? I mean, I'd just really make sure to be saying something about him. Like proper, it was proper passive aggressive, but he he was a prick from day one of us moving there, and yeah. it was like it really really fucking showed how much of a dickhead he was going to be when we when we first moved in and we were sorting out Becky's room. Because I think I've, I don't mm. think I've said it on the podcast before. I've never told you before. But it was like um, I was helping Andy, Becky's dad, move a lot of hardboard insulation, which is really, really light stuff. But it's oh, big. Oh, God, let's... Yeah, I know this one, yeah. It's big, so it catches the wind really easily. And we're trying to move it from the van up the driveway and into the back to then sort mm. out the thing. And it was like, you know what? I don't want this to go and like land on Becky's car and scratch the paint and damage the hardboard because we've only got so much hardboard. Well, I'm not knocking on his door because he never fucking answers anyway. I'm just going to move the car to his side of the driveway just while I move the stuff and then put it back. Which mm. any normal person would be like, they'd come out and go, oh, you moved the car. Oh, I've literally just got it there for a minute to move this. Oh, cool, just pop it back when you can just because I've got this or this coming. Whatever. And I wouldn't have minded as long as the car went back. Um, and the crux of this is he didn't own a car no one lived in that house owned a car the driveway was empty the entire time was there unless his mum turned up so <laughs> so we moved just saying <laughs> so I moved the car over and I start to get another bit and literally within fucking seconds of moving that car over he comes out now bear in mind this car has been outside the house for the better part of six, seven, eight months, maybe at this point. So he knows whose car it is. It comes out. What the fuck is that? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> it's all right. But yeah. So like, he comes out the house with this fucking shit-eating look on his face. Like, I don't know whose car this is on my driveway. <laughs> And you have no idea how much I want to just turn to him and say, well, your, observa well, your observational skills are fucking terrible then because it's obvious it's my car seeing as it's been here for months. But I didn't. I tried to play the good neighbour and said, I've popped it there just for a minute while I move this hardboard. And he just scoffed at me and walked off. And it's like, well, fuck you then. Don't expect any niceties from what me anymore. What? <laughs> I mean, like, why would you do that to yourself? Because it's like, this is the person you're going to be living next to for, you however don't know how long. Yeah. yeah, however long you're in that house or until they move out, you know, don't, to don't, find a better place. Yeah, don't shit on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. I As, could imagine being like, 
just not courteous. Like, don't get me wrong, I've got some jipe, like some jips and jipes about people on that oh, road because they yeah. can't drive or park. But <laughs> that's like every every street ever has that. And yeah. I mean, it's I think it's a case of like, um, I was just like, why would you be like that? And like, just being like being friendly with each other. Like, we've had neighbors like on our street who were fucking terrible, like screaming and shouting like seven, six, seven in the morning at their kids and stuff like yorping down the street and it's just like just have you not got any consideration at all you know what i mean it's like you clearly don't care about what people think of you do you yeah it's ridiculous no it's um i'm not gonna go out my way to be friends with my neighbors kind of thing like Mm. if if we don't have common interests or if we're not like if of the same kind of like interest in friendship or anything like that I don't care about being mm. your friend if you're the, my neighbour, but I'll be courteous to you all the way because we live we live next to each other. We we share the same living space, for lack of a better term, even though it's a separate building. We share the same close-knit living space, especially here where we live on the end of a street in a cul-de-sac kind of thing. Mm. So I'll, it's, I'll very, be, it's very close. You're very like tight together as well in that yeah, area. So, like, everyone's really packed in. Yeah. Well, I think literally there's... There's six houses just on this little T where where I am mm. currently, and like, I'll be I'll be courteous. Like, if someone comes around and they ask me nicely, like, oh, you won't mind just turning the music down? I've got a kid trying to sleep, and it's like ten o'clock at night. I'll turn it down for them. But it's like, it's we had it with the previous neighbor when we literally first moved in. Um, that side, the dickhead was that side. It was this side, the one that's connected to us. We first moved in and we're putting up like a medicine cabinet and the mirror over there kind of thing and it's like seven o'clock eight o'clock if that and he comes around gets a hammer drill out starts drilling in starts getting the stuff hooked in about five minutes after his drilling um the next door neighbor comes down around from that side basically asking us to like where oh how long are you gonna be drilling i got a, i got a son that's got to go to bed for school the next morning kind of thing and it's like we found out it was a bank holiday so there was no school and the kid looked about nine ten years old so why is he going to sleep at 7 30 in the bloody mo- in the afternoon it's like we're just we're, we literally just moved in what do you expect us to do we're not just going to leave the house as is are we it's now our house we're going to make changes and we even it's, made it's, sure to do it at like 7 7 30 because we knew yeah, you know that's it's not true, late if you got like, just got in yeah, if it literally got to like nine o'clock, we wouldn't have done it because it's like it's nine o'clock. We're legally allowed to do it because you're legally allowed to do works up until I think ten o'clock at night. Mm. But we wouldn't have out of courtesy. Consideration. Yeah, unless you like if you're painting. Yeah, fair and done. Like, oh yeah, enough, stuff like, like that. Yeah, you just have your music on. Well, I, there's so many people who are just like so up their own ass about like making points about. Oh, I can't believe you've done this. It's like shut up. Just shut up. Like, keep it to yourself. Nobody has to hear it. Like, I think it's it's not. I don't understand why some people have like the complaints about like the noise and stuff. It's like at the end of the day, you you live in a terraced house. You're gonna hear me walking up and down the stairs all the time. You're gonna hear me talking. It's like you literally live connected to someone. You you can't be complaining about the noise they make all the time. If you're complaining about that, go live in a fucking detached house. Oh, well, semi, we're in a semi-detached, sorry, not terrace, we're yeah, semi. It's semi-detached. 
one that gets me is you get those knobs who move in next door to like a pub and then they complain about the noise of the pub and it's like what <laughs> you that was... looked at this house you saw there was a pub you moved in and the, the, there's a, there was a few of them who were moved in near the Travs in where I live and they complained so the Travs had to get soundproof in I'm like eh, no why are the Travs having to put soundproof in that pub's been there a lot longer than that occupant of that house has been that occupant of the house can fuck off do you want to know, and then you want to know why then the pub turned into a shop and they were getting deliveries and then they complained about the deliveries. It's like, you are literally living next to this. Move. You've clearly got enough money because this is a big house. You're clearly like pulling in money. Move. Do it's, it all a favour. Fuck off. It's, it's the annoying thing where the reason why the council will take the person's um, side on this is because they don't really care about pubs or clubs or anything like that because people moving into houses get some more money yeah and it's it's frustrating Shit. because it happened at rock city when i worked there on security rock city had those issues with the flats next to them even though rock city's been there for fucking years and then Forever. it was the same with butlins we used to get noise complaints from butlins and it's just like people used to there was basically it was an old community um from all, basically just the other side of the fences of Butlins mm. and um, they were the ones that would complain. Butlins went. They're the old people. They were. They're the old people who would have used Butlins at its prime. Yeah. Well, they they used to complain, say, "Well, we were here before Butlins was." It's like I'm sorry, unless she was uh, born uh, before like World War. I think it was one or two. I can't remember which one. Two. You two, you I'm definitely sure. you definitely oh, weren't right. here. You definitely weren't here before Butlins. Um, mm. But it's just like, Butlins went about it the wrong way. Um, I'm sure I'm not under NDA, so I don't really care. And if they want to try and pull me up on it, um, good luck. I'm allowed to speak my own will, so whatever. But Butlins went about it the wrong way. They had they had to pay, obviously, all these council fares, all these council fees. They had noise, uh, noise curfews. They had a very, very, very strict noise curfew of 10 o'clock, I think it was. So mm -hmm. especially when we was doing the outdoor stage you literally couldn't even make like a loud hammer noise past 10 o'clock because the noise curfew. If you did, there was a fine, which is fair mm. enough. Like I'm completely understanding of that because festivals have to go with those noise, noise curfews at times, and it's understandable. But they didn't push the council to basically explain, we've paid for these rights, you have to uphold those rights, otherwise you're breaching your contract with us. They never mm. pushed the council on that. And they caved to the council, and they also used to do things like, oh, well, this house is complaining too much. Why don't we just buy the house off them and use it for um, living quarters for staff and guests and stuff? It's like, but as soon as you do that to one, you start doing it to all the others, and that's what happened. Loads of those houses around the back of that house, back of that area, were owned by Butlins because they just bought people out. So. Like, yeah now all you're going to do is going to have more complaints because people will want you to buy them out and they'll charge you more to buy them out thingy it's like Elon Musk buying out all those people in Texas I think it was in Texas or Florida it was in, Te yeah, it's in Texas where they've been doing all the uh, SN9 but, tests and they were complaining about the noise or something were they and he bought them all out it was, 
he bought, he, he, the first thing he did is he literally went in there and said, I'm buying you all that. And there was a few that are staying. And he goes, like, look, I can't promise you your house isn't going to get a bit of rocket land on it. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. And like, Mate, there's people in, at least they have the choice. In Russia, in Kazakhstan, and stuff like that, Kazakhstan's not as bad because there's not as many people there where the um, the old Soviet launch pads were. But there's another one in like Russia, up in the mountains, and there's just fucking bits of rocket landing on people all the time. <laughs> but the thing is, do you know what those people have Based done? Elon Musk will buy your house so the rocket doesn't land on it. <laughs> do you want the people who live in those places where the rocket lands on them do? They salvage the rocket and sell it. Yeah. Because it's space, it's literally space grade yeah. materials. It's expensive stuff. Yeah, they they sell it. Like a lot of them sell it, and then like some of them turn it into stuff. Like they'll build like tools and vehicles and stuff with it, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny to watch. But it's like a completely different mentality compared to what you get over here, where somebody's like, "Oh, a little bit of noise hurt my thing." Well, at least it's not a rocket landing on your head, Gareth. Yeah. From well, there's um, before we before we look to close up because obviously we've reached the time for today. Mm. Before we look to close up, I did see another one of those kinds of things that popped up. Um, I think Ollie actually commented on it at one point, and it was basically um, some couple that had moved or some family that had moved to the countryside were annoyed that the local farmland they were wanting to turn it into a like a clay pigeon range and make like clay pigeon range in the area and loads of people have started going up in arms like oh it'd be like having a jet engine fly over your house 20 times a day and it's like one you're in the fucking countryside that's a normal fucking sound to hear in the countryside shotguns that is literally normal two we have shotguns all the time there, man. Yeah. two you decided to move to the countryside and rather than complaining about it why don't you go try doing it first yeah you might have a new hobby Clay yeah, but then pigeon shooting is so fun and they're trying they're to get this place shut down complain. the people who complain like that are the boring buggers who don't have hobbies yeah it's like, well it's usually from everyone's basically saying it's the um it's now i i hate the whole oh you're just a city folk person i hate that whole like you're city folk i'm from the country i hate that divide that happens in this country at times but for lack of a better term it is mainly the city folk that are complaining about this gun range and i've got a feeling like a lot of the people complaining about it aren't even complaining because of the noise or anything like that they just see the word gun they complain because they can yeah pathetic and it's like you'll you'll know for a fact there'll there'll be people complaining oh gun there'll be guns there that means there's going to be gun crime in the area it's like no I'm probably sure if we ran a ran some like research on this and got the crunch the numbers get the calculator out and looked at crimes you done by firearms in areas of clay pigeon shootings and then compared it to you know inner city gun crime I've got a feeling the numbers would be more skewed towards the inner city rather than you know good old Bob who likes to go down the range on a Sunday, shoot a few clay pigeons, leave his gun there because he gets it more secure there on the safe, and then go home and have his Sunday lunch. It's like, I've been clay pigeon shooting. A lot of the people that are clay pigeon shooting are just, they literally look like Bill, Bob, Dick and Harry kind of thing, who just go there because they like shooting the clay pigeons and having a laugh with their friends and then going and having the dinner. (laughs) But that's too much for some people. 
Mm. Why, why are they allowed to have fun, but I can't? Well, it's because you're boring. No, I, I really do think, like, if you, wanna, if you want to complain about something in that way, like, if it's a hobby or, like, a racetrack or a shooting range or paintball range or, like, a go-kart or anything like that, if you want to complain about any of those sites, I really believe you should go try it first. Mm. Like, if I lived in the countryside and they were opening something where I was like, I don't really like the idea of that opening up near me, let me go try it. Let me go see what it's all about and talk to the people that do it. Get an understanding mm. from their perspective. And then see if I'm still unhappy about it opening up near you. Because a lot of the times, I bet if you'd go and do that, you'd realise, one, it may actually be something that you really enjoy and you may want to go do, and having it local to you would be great. I wish there was a clay pigeon shooting range local to me, because I would be there mm. probably every Sunday, if I could, because I really yeah. enjoyed doing it. It was really fun. But two, you'd understand the people that run the place and the passion they put into running these kinds of places. Probably not so much mm. go-kart places, because I've found a lot of go-kart places can be kind of like, these guys really don't enjoy working here, apart from there's always that one guy that really likes the go-karts. <laughs> I am pro go-karter 54 on uh, all the um, go-kart leaderboards. Uh, forums. <laughs> and the leaderboards. <laughs> I think it's the same oh with God. like with like airsoft as well. Like paintballing, I'm I'm I have no defense for paintballing. Sorry, I really don't enjoy paintballing. No, oh shit. And I, I sorry guys, I I really could not care less if paintballing got shut down personally because every single time I've been, I think I've been twice. It honestly to me, it just seems like a fucking scam. Oh yeah, you can okay. pay ten pounds to come and do like a load of games. It's like yeah, that's fine. Why can't I bring my own paintballs? As long as they're like the ones you buy and they're in a sealed box, so you know I've not you messed with them. You can at some places, but most of them are just all the ones. All wrong. the ones I've been to, and the most common ones, you're not allowed to bring your own paintballs, and they charge you literally a hundred percent markup for the paintballs. I think. Paintballs are ridiculous. I think when Stupid. I last went, yeah, I, the only way I could play every game that we had was to literally pay a hundred and fifty pounds in paintballs to play. Otherwise, you know, I can do it. And get like three thousand for twelve quid. Yeah, and you're allowed to take your own, aren't you? Yeah, as long as they're like quality. Yeah, and as long check. as they don't they they'll check to make sure they're like not metal ball metal ball bearings or things like that kind of you thing. Yeah, have problems with metal ball bearings because the guns are literally designed not to shoot metal fingers unless you modify it most oh, of the okay. time. They're Is literally it the weight? Is it the weight of them? I'm guessing they're literally it- only fire plastic. Yeah, it's the problem when they have the really cheap Chinese light ones, which then shatter, and it's just crap plastic and stuff like that. And so, the shattering can cause you, skin damage and stuff. That's when you get the problems. Yeah, that's when you get the problems. Yeah. So, like, but yeah, but like places like that, I don't, I don't see why people should complain if they, if they actually just went and tried it. Like, mm. I would really enjoy living near like a clay pigeon shooting place or like a go karting place. Like, fair enough. Like, I understand the noise. But there's things you can do to mitigate noise. There's loads of stuff you can do to mitigate noise. And at the end of the day, if you're such a light sleeper that you can't sleep for a little bit of noise, then you need to learn to do that at the end of the day. It's like, I have, I have bad tinnitus. I struggle to sleep without noise. So... Don't be Castle Donington. I'd probably sleep better at Castle Donington than I would yeah. here. I think that's that is the one place in England where it's like 
if you don't like noise, don't move there because you've got the fucking download, airport, and then you've got the racetrack. Yeah. The thing I is can hear like, those from where I live. So if you live yeah, in I can. If um if the wind is in the right direction, I hear download from my house. I can if I I can see the lights of download from the end of my street visibly. <laughs> See, that's that's actually, that's impressive because I I'm sure they have like a light pollution limit they've got to, as well they've got to follow but I'm guessing they just ignore it. it. it <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the well it has been a while since I've seen the lights of download. It's all been cancelled, hasn't it? Yeah, but when I was a kid, you could really see it. Yeah. But now they've built they've built a few more like big industrial warehouses which are fucking disgusting and look awful. Yeah. Um, but we we can't, we can't do out about it. But yeah, I mean. It's industry and it's jobs. Yeah, jobs. That's, that's jobs. important. But I think we should uh, close up for the day. Yeah, close up. Yeah. Uh, Ryan needs to go. Right. <laughs> I need a piss. That's what I need. Don't, don't not while you're doing that. That might be weird. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's going everywhere. <laughs> 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 just so, if you would like to contact us at the uh, <laughs> podcast, please send us an email at uh, Kyle. You don't remember it. If you want to send, if you want to send us memes, shit post complaints, which we'll ignore, um, or any like non-formal kind of bullshit, it's at context needed one on Twitter. You can also contact me or Ryan directly on Twitter. Mine is IKT Oasis. Ryan? Corrupt photo, I think I am. I you can't are. remember. You'll see me. Um, I'll, you'll see me responding to our Twitter. It's pretty dead anyway yeah. on there. Yeah. So, yeah, there'll be, you can get us there. Um, if you want to send more formal correspondence, we will be able to send you the exact rulings of how you send us that correspondence. Um, what you need to do to get those rulings and instructions is email us at the context needed UK at gmail.co.uk email will send you all the formal information of how to send that be aware typewriter is needed 20 pack of cigarettes or a cigar cigarettes, is yeah. also needed <laughs> I think we should also open up the uh, we should open up the um, quill written uh, letters it could be typewriter well. or parchment. quill parchment it's got to be on parchment they're not paper yeah. with the I'd love if we could eventually like open a PO box and just have people send us stupid shit. <laughs> I really love if we actually got like a full-on quill-written parchment thing. <laughs> I feel obligated to write back in the same <laughs> manner, <laughs> dearest sir or madam. <laughs> well, yeah. that'll be it for this week. Thank you all for listening, watching, or catching up at later times on the other platforms. We will be back next Saturday, same time, 9pm GMT. But again, thank you all for listening or watching, and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Can I get a hooey-ah?